As we get going here, you are the bird lady. How did all the bird things come about? Uh, a lot of people ask me that question. And when I started my first management company, I um, really wanted to go with the term nest. Uh, nest made sense. We wanted people to feel at home. We wanted people to feel cozy. We wanted people to love their spaces. And if you have a nest, you need a bird. In this episode, you'll hear me say some pretty controversial stuff about being on a condo board and being kind of bewildered about home ownership. BLUF, this episode is a promotional one on behalf of our awesome partner, Birdwatch. Even if you don't own your place, I promise you will learn something. Birdwatch is a concierge home maintenance service that currently operates in the D.C. and Philadelphia areas. I'm a member, and they're amazing. From preventative home maintenance, having expert techs who do everything from fix doorknobs to paint walls and patch drywall. They even fixed my water pressure and changed my bathroom faucets. I love Birdwatch, so please check them out. And now, on with the episode. Now, we are in your neighborhood. Where are we? Because, uh, to be honest, this part of 14th Street, I'm usually going through on the way to Silver Spring. Yes. I've never stopped here, which I'm so excited about. Yes. Uh, we are in 16th Street Heights, and like most of the neighborhoods in this area, people have uh, different definitions of, of where we are, right? So some people might call this Petworth, uh, but it's technically at 16th Street Heights. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually where the elevation of the city starts to go up um, and where it gets its Heights name. This is a neighborhood that's full of um, beautiful row houses and uh, historic architecture. Most of the houses were built in about 1910. A graffiti museum? 1920. We have a graffiti museum. This is our local pizza spot um, that burned down just before the pandemic. Uh, and they just reopened, and we're excited about that. That's awesome. What's it um, called? Uh, it's via La Via Pizza, mm. um, and we've been really impressed with their uh, LGBTQ yeah. <laughs> uh, signage. They really went all in on that. Um, and so this is basically a corridor in the city that has not fully matured. Mm -hmm. um, and I like being in areas and environments where there's a lot of potential. So I'm not the one that's going to go to the established neighborhood. I'm going to go to a neighborhood where I feel like I can make a difference, um, where you're going to have a more eclectic community, where you're going to have people that are invested in making a difference um, in terms of supporting business. So all these businesses up and down the street are locally owned. Um, this is the bus barn, the historic bus barn in D.C. There are a number of them in each quadrant. And it's where the buses went to sleep at night. <laughs> uh, and so they would gas up and they would pull into this large historic station here. And the you just buses gave me like Thomas the Train Engine, exactly. like all these buses with big eyes going to bed. I can tell you that we came down this street every day with my son. It would take about 40 minutes <laughs> when he was two and a half or three. And he would watch the buses come in and out of the bus barn. Which for two-year-olds, that's some big entertainment. It's amazing. It's better than a dump truck. So um, <laughs> that was a great sort of anchor for us. And I think raising a family here where we have a little bit of a yard. There are a lot of kids in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a neighborhood where you have every kind of person living here. Yeah. From class to race to um, uh, single families uh, with one mom, two moms, two dads, adopted kids. Um, interracial families like everybody belongs here and everybody gets along here that sounds which is amazing yeah it's really nice how is birdwatch going as far as managing people's homes which is an idea that when i found you i was like you were built in a laboratory for me yeah. i never knew that i needed you until i learned about you yeah well let's be honest a lot of people in dc know how to just type with their hands so it's not a city of handy folks so i grew up in idaho where if you needed something done you just learned how to do it and then you got totally. it done um, here, people are like, I don't have a hammer, I don't have a toolkit. I'm like, oh, that's weird, but a good opportunity for me. 
Um, I think more and more people in life are deciding it's worth focusing on what I'm best at mm -hmm. and asking other people to do what they're, they're best at to kind of support a perfect lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and so Birdwatch is really about helping people take their time back, uh, focus on what they do best and where they want to spend their time, which is probably with family um, or pursuing a hobby or traveling. Um, Birdwatch comes in and tackles all those maintenance issues. Make sure you've got your preventive maintenance. We're going to extend the life of your systems. Um, we're going to improve your air quality. We're going to improve efficiency. We're going to make sure that when there's an emergency, we're on it. When your pipe bursts, we've got you covered. That's um, the greatest thing. Actually, yeah. coming over here today, I'm the, the president of my condo board. Dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've ever done. And there was someone's like water heater exploded. And literally I was like, you should have bird watch. We've talked about this. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people underestimate how damaging a water event can be. Totally. It to a six figure event just like that. Yep. And it's preventable. So people don't understand that things have a useful lifespan. A hot water heater is supposed to last about eight to 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, most people don't know that. And so they're basically <laughs> living with a potential catastrophe a in bomb. a closet. Yes. Yeah. And in buildings like that one, and I'm glad that you mentioned condo buildings because people will say, oh, I live in a condo. Everybody else is responsible for the whole balance of the building. And actually you're responsible for a lot of those elements. And keep in mind that um, most of those condos were built, renovated at the same time. So if one hot water heater breaks, that whole building is going to have the problem. TikTok, so unless, baby. Exactly. So if you have mm -hmm. a building that's like 10 years old, as your board president, <laughs> you need to make sure everybody shows proof of having their water heater inspected, tuned up. You should yep. have all your hot water or, or pressurized water lines looked at once a year. Um, water's the, sort of like really the biggest enemy of a home. You're talking nerdy to me. I love all of these things. <laughs> So as we're making this turn, you told me like the story of the neighborhood. You published your story in Self-Elected, the new book. I did. How does it feel to be an author? Um, it feels great, to be honest. I mean, I think I never imagined that I would be someone who could really do that, to yeah. be honest. Um, and it took a lot of work, but I found it to be one of the most rewarding experiences I've had. And we um, could probably walk like a marathon talking about your cousin Richard. Yes. But can we? Can you? Can you give me the Cliff Notes version of his story? Because when we did an event at Busboys and Poets, I was just so enamored by his story and his impact on you. Sure, I would love to tell that story. When I got to the University of Arizona in 1990, I lived in 23 different spaces, um, and. I don't think anybody needs to, <laughs> to move that many <laughs> no, times. that sounds like a lot. And I, I get to Tucson for college, and my Aunt Susan called and said, hey, you know, you have a cousin Richard that lives in Tucson. And I was like, well, I've never heard of cousin Richard. She's like, well, anyway, you got a cousin Richard. He's my first cousin, so he's your first cousin once removed. So I was like, oh, great. He'll probably be married. He'll have this great wife. Um, and, you know, I'll have dinner with him in the foothills, which is the, the fancy area of... Sounds um, elegant. Yes, of Tucson. And instead he says, why don't we meet at an intersection in the barrio downtown in Tucson. And I was like, okay. And I pull up in my boxy Honda Civic and I see Richard and he is resplendent in tight pants and a, his signature black leather jacket. And he was probably super stoned. And <laughs> I liked him instantly. And I thought, oh, okay, there's not gonna be a wife. Okay. Um, but Richard taught me everything I wanted to know about desert living. Um, and about queer culture. I had been really isolated in Idaho and growing up in the West and um, not feeling comfortable with myself. And suddenly I had this relative with whom I had so much in common. Yeah. Um, Richard was a free spirit and moved around quite a bit um, just in life as an architect. And, um, but nevertheless, we'd spent a lot of time together and I hadn't seen him for a little bit and he came by my house 
and unexpected, which was not something he typically did. Mm -hmm. And I opened the door and it was really obvious. He had so many lesions on his face and I just knew in that moment yeah. that he, he had full-blown AIDS at that point. And he had never shared that diagnosis with me. Um, but that was protection, right? I don't think at that time in the 1990s, people were comfortable or accepted mm -hmm. as gay men and particularly not uh, as gay men living with AIDS. Right. And so I had a, an easy decision to make, which was to ask myself how I could help Richard. He was family, and so I spent almost two years caring for him. Uh, and that was the best two years of my life, to be honest, in terms of family, and I felt deeply connected to him. Mm -hmm. And he passed away um, and asked me to do two things before he died, one of which was um, take over the garden apartment lease and take his Honda Civic because my Civic was a piece of crap. Um, <laughs> you both had Civics. I love that. Yes, we both had Civics. And we the, lease, the, the garden apartment was where he was living at the time. Correct. And I loved that house. I felt safe. I felt comfortable. I loved it. But I don't believe in renting, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, right. Uh, I needed a home I could own. And so I sold the Honda Civic, like any good entrepreneur. Okay. And I called my landlord at the time. I owned a, I lived in a duplex. We can walk up here. I owned a duplex. Or I lived in a duplex. And I called my landlord and said, listen, I, I don't think it's very practical for you to be managing this property from Australia. Right. I said, I think you're right. And so I bought the whole duplex. Mm -hmm. And that really launched my entire career. That's amazing. In housing and maintenance. Because once I put the $8,300 down on the house... Mm -hmm. I didn't have any money. Right. <laughs> Which meant when the roof had to get patched, I'd go to the Home Depot and I'd get a five gallon <laughs> bucket of tar and I would put it on a <laughs> pulley and I would get up on the roof and I had a red can of spray paint and I would look for all the spots that could potentially leak and I would <laughs> mark them in red spray paint and then I would go back and I would make tar pies. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> patch the roof. And Where there's a will, there's a way. Correct. And so all of my maintenance skills were pretty much self-taught and I um I learned how to do I, I've tiled miles of floors <laughs> and uh painted a village and and you know patched the roof and done the plumbing and um really appreciated a tactile mm -hmm. experience um those are really unlikely yeah uh for people to have that much experience working with their hands and I had been pursuing you know a, a policy career which and a nonprofit career, which made sense for me, but <laughs> that's the long game professionally. Yeah, like painting a wall is the short game. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of instant gratification. In There's no committees game. or hearings in painting Correct. a wall. You just do it. Exactly. Maybe a spouse. You yes. got to get on board, but otherwise, it's pretty straightforward. It is. It is straightforward. As we made our way to this fantastic DC neighborhood, Lisa is about to blow my mind with some knowledge about a thing we don't often think about: the roof. So speaking of homeowners, they're walking past all of these houses and like talking about Birdwatch. What are some things, obviously the first answer is just call Birdwatch, but what are some things people like with the new year that we're in now should be thinking about as far as being homeowners? Yeah, January is a great time to kind of plan ahead for what you both want to do to enhance your home and what you want to do to make sure it's safe and maintained well. Um, you want to make sure that your smoke detectors are working and that they're hardwired. Battery smoke detectors can go bad mm -hmm. um, and there's no backup there. So, oh, and that you have the batteries. Because sometimes the batteries only die at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh, correct. That's the only time they ever die. And, and the beep, the, 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 the first beep 
is far enough away from the second beat that you hope it's not going to happen again. <laughs> and totally. it always does. You're like, oh, maybe that's the last one. There's never a last one nope. <laughs> until you take that down. The first beep is the deepest. Correct. So. Yes. So um, we, <laughs> we certainly want to make sure, first and foremost, that houses are safe. You need fire extinguishers. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to make sure that you have um, access to your shutoff valves in case you do have a water event. Uh, we like to have people put water sensors in places where they're pressurized water lines so that when something does go wrong, you get an instant alert. Yep. Um, we're looking at whether or not um, gutters are being properly cleaned. Things that if you're not tending to them, they will create disruptive um, you know, system failures mm -hmm. down the road. Um, a lot of people don't realize that water can come through um, where mortar is... Um, is old and crumbling. So okay. that brick house over there, yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised if they have water that just wicks in. So when you are in a room in an older home and it may be a plaster wall, um, you might have um, bubbling. That's because water is just seeping into the house. It's fighting People think its way. that water <laughs> needs gravity. No. It really doesn't. Water will always find a way. <laughs> it always finds a way. So we have some really great Spanish architecture here. Yeah. If you look at this house here, it's probably been repurposed as either a church or an embassy, and it's clearly going to go through, through some renovations. It's but got a plaque on it, yeah. This is where you see what is called a mansard roof. And a mansard roof um, is common in this area. So you will see them over here and over here, and sometimes they're green. Mm -hmm. um, they'll usually be green or red. Um, and it's a clay roofing system that usually typically will last about 100 years. Um, which is what makes it a very valuable roof system. It also makes it very expensive to replace. Mm -hmm. But the reason why it's shaped that way um, is because uh, it's typically women that will make those and they make them over their thighs. No way. And so that's why the shape of the tile is like that. Out of clay, just, I, wow. Yeah. So it's just an old technique. It works and old techniques work. Sometimes really simple things are exactly what you need. If it ain't broke, um, don't fix it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or just maintain it or take care of things. So a lot of people don't realize they should have their roof looked at every year. Mm -hmm. You do want to clean those gutters out. You want to make sure you're changing your air filters. Um, maintaining your home can make it a lot more efficient too. So you're not wasting money on shorter lifespans for equipment. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you know, if you clear your hot water heater out, you're going to get more lifespan out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and you're also going to get more efficiency. So all these things, you know, take energy. Yeah. Uh, and if you reduce the amount of energy they're drawing, then your bills are going to go down. It's better for the environment. A well-maintained home is going to have less impact uh, in terms of climate. Um, and having birdwatch, you just say, hey, uh, Freddie, can you fix this stuff for me? Can you make yeah. sure these things are all what they should be doing? Because you just said things and my <laughs> uh, my mental head list, I'm like, well, uh, 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 there's a dozen things you just said that I would just rather be like, hey, Freddie, handle that. Who's my birdwatch manager, by the way? Correct. And so what we try and do with each of our members is say, let's build a plan for your year that works for you and your home. Mm -hmm. um, so you can look ahead and say, great. All right. So January, we're going to have the hot water heater drained. Uh, we're going to make sure that all the water lines are secure, make sure that nothing is looking like it could fail at any time, make sure those water sensors are in there get your air filters changed, um, tune up your compressor if you need anything cleaned, coils cleaned out. Those are the things that an HVAC technician is going to do. They're mm -hmm. also going to clean your condensate lines. <laughs> Most people don't know what a condensate line no. is. Um, you must be a blast <laughs> at a cocktail party. I know. I'm so <laughs> um, a condensate line well, is, is like, what's, so like <laughs> what's going to take condensation out of your HVAC unit mm -hmm. and move it outside. So, you know, in the, in the summertime, you see water dripping off every side of yeah. everybody's houses. That's because the condensation line is pulling the moisture from that unit out into the street. And what happens is that people don't realize those condensation lines, those condensate lines, get clogged. Um, and 
they'll start backing up. So when you're in a condo, a lot of people will start to see like a line of steam mm-hmm. um, and they'll think well, I'm on the third floor. This is a five story building. Why is that happening? It's the condensation line. It needs to be cleaned out yeah. and it needs to be cleaned out annually. And those are the kinds of things that people just aren't aware of. And that's OK. They don't need to be aware of those things. We can help you map out what your home needs to be in tip top condition to function perfectly. And then to ask you, like, what's your actual dream for the house? Like, I'm sure the dream isn't changing your HVAC for the day. <laughs> um, I think the dream might be maybe I want to plan for a nursery because we're going to have a kiddo or um, we have a new puppy and we have a little yard. and I want a dog door or, you know, I want my cats to go use the litter box in the attic, but I don't want to keep the door open to the attic. So you just put a little cat flap in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the same color as the door. So it just fades. You know, those are the kinds of things where people think, oh, that can actually improve my life. You know, the dog going out on their own is a huge, huge life improvement. <laughs> oh my gosh. Huge deal. Um, and so those are the things that we can take care of for you from painting to a chandelier to um, you know, wanting to tile a walkway. We want to work with you. What do you, what, what is, we know everybody needs to spend a certain amount every year. Sometimes they don't, they roll the dice and then yes. they have the event that's really expensive and they wish that they'd maybe maintain something along the way. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you do have two or three or five projects that you have lined up for the year that you'd really like to plan out, then we can do that with you. So when you go to people's homes, are you just like Terminator, like red, green, red, green, seeing all the things to be fixed? <laughs> I can tell you the first thing I do when I get in a property is look up and down. And then I start <laughs> looking around. I'm like, do you have any leaks? Do you have a floor problem? Do we have a, jo- a squishy joy? Lisa, you're here for a dinner party. I Sit know, down. <laughs> I know. Exactly. But well, then suddenly I'm like, okay, you have a toilet chain problem. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the person that people go to. And it was actually one of the reasons I got in, I got really interested in doing property management in DC was because everybody asked me how to either how to deal with their landlord, how to rent a space out, how to maintain a space. They wanted me to paint. Like nobody knew how to do any of it. And I thought, (laughs) oh, there must be some opportunity here because this comes naturally to me. I enjoy it. Um, And so I found myself maintaining people's homes. Um, I was that like, oh, you should know Lisa. She'll come over and help you patch something or caulk a window. Um, and then you went pro. Then I went pro. Yeah. <laughs> so all that goodwill. Should we walk? We want to walk yeah. up? And I want to talk on the way back about Bird Seed Foundation as well. Because yeah. we're walking through these amazing homes. People are like living their dream of home ownership. I got my condo in 2017. It, I didn't realize like what an emotional and amazing thing it would be. Yeah. And there are people who don't stand a chance of that until something like Bird Seed comes in. Yeah. Uh, you asked the right question earlier, which is about Cousin Richard and, and what Cousin Richard you know, led to for me was that was what ultimately ended up being a windfall. He had a resource that he um, made sure that I got when he passed away. And I, you know, that windfall I used wisely, obviously, but I, I cobbled together, you know, more cash to make that work. And not everybody gets a windfall, right? Um, that $8,300 changed everything about my life. It created a security I'd never had before. Um, and when I really thought about racial disparities, the racial wealth gap, um, the, the racial generational wealth gap really comes down to, we need to start, um, we need to start giving people those windfalls, a no strings attached down payment grant that helps black and brown BIPOC home buyers get to the finish line. Um, and we, we pledged $215,000. Um, the Birdseed Foundation was born. We've been able to raise an additional $250,000. Amazing. It's a half a million dollars in down payments. Correct. It's wild. We have 11 families that have moved into their homes. uh, 11 families? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, there are a lot of down payment assistance programs, and we looked into those 
as a comparison. Mm. And, uh, you know, we recognize that they were so, so burdensome for the applicant. Right. And if you're someone that doesn't have an extra $10,000 to get to down payment, you don't have extra time to fill out, you know, endless amounts of paperwork and, and follow up and justify. And a lot of things were sort of forgiven over time. And I'm like, let's just make it simple. Yeah. Let's just give people the money and help them buy the home. And then they can send us a picture. Right. And that's the only requirement. Okay. Um, and people really like that because the simplicity is really what's been missing, right? We don't, yeah. the accountability, we don't really need that. If they, if they move into the home and their life is improved, then that's the win for us. That's right. the, that's, that's what we want to have happen. And people have said, oh, well, you know, what if someone buys it as an investment property or, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, I'm not designing a program to the bad actor. I'm designing a program that's going to take care of as many people as possible. And I'm just going to right. budget for the bad actor and right. not punish everyone else. So yeah. I'm just going to keep it simple. Um, and we've, we've certainly stuck with that principle from the very beginning. And so now Birdwatch is active in DC. Um, we opened a grant pool in Philadelphia, which is Birdseed has, or Birdseed and Birdwatch will expand together. Cool. Birdwatch is a public benefits corporation, which means we have made a commitment and codified that commitment in our governing documents saying we need to and commit to helping support the journey of homeownership. And so as part of that, we will give 1% of our profit and, and I'm talking net gross profit, not net, yeah. to Birdseed. And so building in a sustainability model for Birdseed was front and center for me in starting a new business. And Birdwatch builds on a whole family of companies that I've worked with and, and founded and worked on for over 14 years. Mm -hmm. Birdwatch is the big play, right? It is the national play. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to lose hyper-local roots. We don't want to lose our interest in impacting community. And we wanted to make that a sure thing, a public commitment. And so having Birdwatch thrive means Birdseed will thrive. And that feels good and right to me. So what what is keeping you up at night getting this off the ground? You have such lofty goals for Birdwatch to soar. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, you know what 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 are you what are you thinking about as you're the as you're the, the woman at the helm of this yeah. thing? Yeah. Um we're in a new category, right? And so you know I I don't know that I really appreciated that it takes people a minute to understand like, oh this is a like a really um cost accessible investment mm -hmm. in protecting my home and like doing things I care about. Um we just need to educate people about what that looks like and what the perks and benefits are. Um, and it can be simple stuff, like things that you're like, I can never get to this because I really don't know how to solve that problem. I have an attic full of junk and I really needed to get reorganized because I wanted to do a soy-based insulation. And a who what? A soy-based insulation, which is an environmentally <laughs> friendly insulation you can put uh, in your crawl spaces or attic, which truly um, like, like soy, like S-O-Y, like yeah, the bean. S-O-Y. Okay. Um, huh. It's a spray insulation. It's fantastic. You spend a little bit more for it, but it doesn't have off-gassing. It's more climate-friendly. It's just great. Yeah, so, seems like it probably doesn't have all the chemicals and stuff that's in insulation. Exactly. And we're thoughtful about environmental impact. Like, that's yeah. one of the things that we really care about. Um, and so we needed to reorganize it, the attic. And let's be honest, I don't have any time to organize the attic. No. And I don't have a truck. I used to. I don't have a truck that I can just toss stuff in the back and, like, haul it around. Yeah. I used to do all the hauling. Deal with it later. I used to do the toilet repairs as well. <laughs> But things have changed for me in my life and I have a son and I have businesses and I don't have time for that. And so we called Birdwatch and they cleaned out the attic. We marked everything that needed to go. They reorganized things. We had some soft spots in our, um, uh, our attic decking. They replaced, replaced and repaired that. 
And then you start thinking like, oh, what else can I get done that would really add some value to my life that doesn't need to be a huge lift that mm -hmm. Birdwatch is really able to just tackle that for you? Yep. Yep. Um, Cocking the shower was my gateway drug. That was the first thing Birdwatch did. Now I've got like a three-page list of like, here's all the things I want to do. Yeah, I mean, listen, homes need maintenance. And, and people assume that newer homes are going to be maintenance-free. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not IKEA. No. Right? Like, you don't drive it off the lot with your five-year bumper-to-bumper warranty and you're good to go. Like, it, they need maintenance. Yeah. And they also need to... It's a breathing thing. It's Correct. like a living thing, basically. And when homes haven't been lived in, they're actually a little trickier. You don't know how a home is going to perform until you right. start using it. Yep. Um, and it may be that the windows weren't properly installed and that they didn't put the weep holes in. And yeah. a weep hole is actually a little vent at the bottom of all the windows so that the, the building breathes. Huh. Um, and so you'd be surprised at all these little things that can come up and people aren't expecting, like, oh, we didn't know we had to clear the condensate line. And so now we have unit to unit problems. So there's so much complexity that goes with it and we can really just keep you from having to those consequences and let you enjoy your home. I mean, home ownership is really a beautiful thing and it doesn't need to bog you down. And we're hopeful that we can build a good business that takes good care of people, good care of our cities, um, not just through performing great work with Birdwatch, but supporting Birdseed and like, there's just no downside. I've had a lot of people say, oh, this is just a happy business. And I was like, it is. There's really, everybody benefits. We're creating great jobs. Um, we're, we're helping people improve their lives. We're making a difference in community. Um, we're giving back and, and like, that's just a win. So I think anybody that's on the fence about whether or not they want to make a $50 a month investment or a $75 a month investment and having the peace of mind around Birdwatch, it, that's all it takes to feel like, oh, I'm not only doing a good thing for my home, but I'm doing a good thing for community. So we don't always get to know what businesses are doing, whether they're doing good or just focused on those bottom line profits. But I know that the future is all around how business can and will impact this world favorably. And yeah. I intend to be leader of the pack there. I love it, leader of the flock. Whatever the bird that's in the front of the V is called, that's Lisa <laughs> that's Wise. Me. Birdwatch <laughs> and self-elected and the, the Nest family of companies. Thanks for the time and thanks for the amazing walk around your beautiful neighborhood. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Walk a Mile. We're in the middle of an awesome season two. So please subscribe because there are new episodes coming out all the time. And by the way, season one was pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. And thanks for listening. Walk a Mile with Tommy McFly is produced by Real Fun Content.